Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki and I am so excited to have my friend Anita Gibson with me again today. So as, like I've said before, we've had Anita on this uh, podcast before. When I read Anita's book, I said, this is a girl who knows me <laughs> you know, like we think the same yeah. so uh anyway anita say hi and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your homeschool world absolutely i'm so happy to be here thank you so much vicky for this opportunity so i've homeschooled or my husband and i homeschooled for over 20 years three children from kindergarten through 12th grade and i am now done yeah. <laughs> You only, only now it's, it's iterated into you're a Titus woman and you're helping invest in the next generation of homeschooling families and are very busy doing that. That is so true. It, it really, I figured it out one day. I kept trying to say, okay, I'm done homeschooling. Can I do something else? <laughs> you know, and it was, God was like, uh, this is a calling mm -hmm. and this is what you will do, you know, for the next few years. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited to be able to share, you know, it would be nice if some of the moms that we're talking to out there don't have to make all of the mistakes that yes. we made, you know, yeah. don't have to feel so down about certain things and understand, oh, that's just normal. That's just a part of being a homeschooler. So, yeah. yeah. So let's see, I share it with you how long I've been homeschooling. I'm still working in the homeschool community you know, written a book and all those kinds of things, but I love homeschool moms and I yeah. uh, want to help serve in any way that I can. Yeah. And I ran into Anita in person at the, our beloved two to one right. conference That's and, right. uh, and just, we had a lovely time talking there and I yeah. really enjoyed that. But when I read the book after the conference, I go like, okay, we got to stay in touch. And uh, <laughs> that was, that was great. And, and you're also uh, in another hat is you're also helping out homeschool moms through Homeschool Legal Defense Association as yes. a consultant for high school families. So tell us a little bit about that. Wow. That it's just amazing to uh, be connected to these moms who are calling in and they're asking, you know, all these questions about transcripts and what do I do with, you know, with a high school class that I took in eighth grade and, yeah. you know, and, and how do I get my child into college? They're like in sixth grade now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of my job is holding hands mm -hmm. and calming hearts and encouraging, yeah. you know, moms to, to know that they're going to be okay. Their kids are going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and that they can homeschool. Yeah. Marvelous. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, cause I keep saying the book, the book, the book is so Anita Gibson, like look this up on Amazon has written <laughs> a book called Starfinder. And right. if I could encourage anybody to read a book, this is one that, that you will feel encouraged but you will feel you've grown and that you've got tools to help your team know themselves better. And, uh, and then in order knowing themselves so that they can do their homeschooling more successfully too. Yes. So Anita, would you just tell us a little bit about the book? I mean, I, like, I just, I just want to talk about it because I want people to go out and get a copy and read it. I love the book. Thank so. you. So 
Starfinder started out with an experience of homeschool that we had with our middle child who struggled in uh, her learning. Mm -hmm. She did not have a special need. Uh, she just literally learned differently. Mm -hmm. And I thought there was something wrong with her. And so over time, I began to find out that even the things that irritated me about her, the things that seemed to be slow about her were actual little nuggets to the giftings that God had placed in her. And I decided that I needed to become a star finder. Mm. And the, what I learned was every child is a star. And STAR is really an acronym for strengths, talents, abilities, and resources. Every child has those four things. It's just our opportunity to begin to be able to find those things. And so as a STAR finder, uh, once a parent kind of realizes that they're that child's champion, that they're their advocate, and then begins to uh, do the work inside of them, so that they can be an advocate and a champion, it will transform the homeschool. Uh, and so my book is about helping a parent get in the right position, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that they can then lead their child. It's not about perfection. It's about right. perspective. Oh, that's beautiful. It's not about perfection. It's about perspective. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like a meme yeah. to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. so one of the things I appreciated in the book was that it's, it's not just about finding the star in your child, but also parents being aware of themselves. And I, I remember working through math curriculum with my kids when they got to be, you know, middle school and high school, like elementary school, curriculum is usually kind of colorful, you know? Yes. And then they got like older grades and it wasn't colorful anymore. It's just <laughs> like all these things. And my kids were doing okay with it, but I was bored to tears. I was right. in pictures. <laughs> and uh, so as long as I had to work with them, I had to find a curriculum that had something for me in that. Yes. And uh, because I, I, you know, I was in charge of their education. So That's I right. needed to be in the mix too. That's so, right. you know, understanding ourselves is part of what you talked about in the book. So I wonder if you could lean into that a little bit. Absolutely. So a lot of times as parents, we feel inadequate mm -hmm. because we're looking at how other people homeschool. Yes. And we're missing the fact that all of who we are and who we aren't has been exactly what is needed for that child in this season, that there is nothing else that you have to be to be able to homeschool your child. Uh, and so once you lean in to like you did, okay, I'm, you know, this is boring to me. <laughs> so, I mean, how, how much enthusiasm are you going to bring to something that is boring to you? Mm. <laughs> and so, I talk with parents a lot about, you know, the fact that if you're a butterfly and you like variety and color and being here and being there, then you bring some of that into your homeschool and it's okay. The homeschool is a combination of who you are as that parent and God yeah. intended that yeah. 
and who that child is. And there's a blending of the two together. So your homeschool couldn't look like anyone else's. Yes. So if you're trying to get it to look, or you're trying to follow what someone else is doing, you're actually missing out on the nuggets, the gifts, the beauty of what God intended for your homeschool to be. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and that's why we always say there's not one right way to homeschool because every family is that combination of parents and each unique child. And so I, I just, I just love that because we, we need to have permission not to have somebody else's perfect homeschool. Yes. And just have our homeschool. Yeah, because the truth of the matter is no one has a perfect homeschool. Right. All you get to see is what they show you. Mm-hmm. And then you compare your life, which you can fully see, <laughs> to what some little snippet of what yeah. someone else is showing you. And you think that, oh, wow, I'm not good enough. Yeah. It's- and we, I guarantee you, we do not post our bad days on Facebook. Absolutely, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> and we don't take pictures and put on Pinterest of the bad days. So, yeah, about that, yeah. So, so tell a little bit about how you know you kind of walk the the parents through a process of of the the star. So, that kind of tell us a little bit about that process. So, um, I was actually looking. Um, see if I can find it. I was looking at a scripture. It was Philippians. Is it okay to, to use Sure. This? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I have to ask uh, just to make sure that I'm not being offensive. Um, so in Philippians 4, uh, it's a great scripture for someone who's feeling uh, unsure about, you know, how do I do this homeschool thing? And it starts off um, in um, the fourth verse, it, ta- it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Um, it, it, it's so you start off with saying, God, I thank you for this opportunity. You don't look at, oh gosh, we got a homeschool because the public <laughs> school is just not working out. Yeah. <laughs> it's that shift again in that perspective. Absolutely. Wow, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to connect with my children. Thank you for me being able to spend more time with them. You know, mm-hmm. when in our brains we're thinking, I'm, my mind is mm-hmm. going to... Explode, you know, mm. if I spend another minute answering questions. Uh, but it, so again, shifting that perspective that yes, I do have those days when I have to hide in the bathroom and, mm-hmm. and lock the door and say, don't anybody come in. <laughs> but uh, as we are starting this process, it's this thanksgiving, it's an understanding that this is not a sacrifice, mm-hmm. but that this is a privilege that I'm being given. And I really want to do my very best. Mm-hmm. And so when we start from that perspective, it, it just makes it easier to then begin to say, okay, Lord, this feels overwhelming. I don't know where to begin. And then begin to uh, uh, wait and allow him to answer what those concerns are, what mm-hmm. those requests are. Because then in six verse, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind and your through mind. Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So when you find yourself anxious, when you find your heart have not having peace, 
It's that opportunity to go into the word and allow God to speak to your heart and to get into this place of peace because he would never ask you to do something and not provide what you need. Even if you don't see it, it's there. Yeah, yeah. Well, in that, that, that instruction to praise God, you know, and to rejoice, that's a decision. It's an instruction. Yes. We decide and we let God know what our, our concerns are to be honest with him. And as we keep our brain in that, oh, this is what you gave me to do, God. Yes. You gave this to me. I'm, I'm worried about it. I'm handing it over to you. And it is amazing as you watch over time, because we've all been there, especially when our kids get ready for high school, you're going, oh my gosh, <laughs> right. uh, that, that over time we see him growing that peace. And it's like, yes, we can do this because this is what God gave us to do. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, I, yesterday I had, I was doing a live, a Facebook live on my account and my page. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about, you know, just what a, 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 a angry mom I was when I started out mm -hmm. and how, you know, once God got my attention on that, my oldest daughter was like five years old and I'm looking back going, oh my God, what damage have I done? Mm -hmm. And uh, how, you know, just how God redeemed that yeah. uh, in my daughter and how when they talk, you know, to others about me, they don't even remember, you know, those, those times, those, yeah. those days, God, like he restored that as you know, I was willing to step into this process that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We think we're stepping into homeschool, but it's really about this developing into who we are created to be. You and mean, God's calling us, us to grow <laughs> as we grow our kids' education. Uh, yes, we think the homeschool is just for them, mm. but it's also for us. Yeah. Yeah. And as my daughter, uh, being the, the oldest, was able to, of all of them, she was in this process with me of watching. She was in the mm. presence of her mom changing. Yeah. And there's a power to that that is higher than the faults, that mm. is higher than the, the things that I, that I didn't do right and the places where I wasn't as I should have been. And so... That's what I'm trying to say, you know, even about the homeschool is you walk in, you come into it where you are. Yeah. And where yeah. you are is okay. Yes. Just know that you're going to grow. It's going to get better. And there's this grace that is walking with you. And that's why I mentioned God at the beginning, because that's how I homeschooled with God. It's this grace that he provided to my life that. No matter how tore up I was at the moment, because my heart was, God, I want to do better. God, I want to do this right. God, I want to love my kids the way you love them. Just that heart. Mm -hmm. He was able to work with that and help me yeah. to get better in the areas that I needed to get better in. And it blessed my children as well. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Well, we could just stop right there. And we were like, I was just like, like, yes, amen. All right. And then, so, so our ability, our decision to, to trust God with this process and let him grow us yes. is, is central to what he's doing. And then he helps us 
help our kids become. And I, I love the, the story of your little one who, you know, she just learned in her way, the way God made her. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you unfold that. Like, how do you discover those strengths Ooh. and talents and abilities and resources? Okay. So one of the things I say is the thing that irritates you the most about your child is probably a strength. That if we, if we don't get anything else out of this, <laughs> yes, you are so right. <laughs> so the thing that, you know, the, the child that talks all day and you're like, oh mm. my God, she says another word, I'm going to, you know, my head's going to explode or, or the, the, the boy who's breaking up all the stuff in the house trying to, you know, and you're like, why did you do that? You know, <laughs> if, if you dig just a little deeper, uh, you may find out that behind those activities, there are mm some gifts, some strengths there. And um, so just begin to pay attention to the things, the natural things that they're, that they're drawn to. Um, I think strength finders ca uh, calls it spotting when they're younger, because you it's hard to be able to really give the same type of test to, uh, yeah. you know, a younger child. But yeah. if you're, if you're kind of paying attention, mm -hmm. you'll begin mm -hmm. to see uh, those areas. And then when you see those areas, like I had a mom whose son was breaking up everything in her house and she was so frustrated. I mean, she was at her wit's end. It's like, mm -hmm. we're, we, we're, you know, disciplining him when he, uh, you know, is breaking, but he keeps breaking my stuff and I don't mm -hmm. understand it. And, you know, I thought about it and I feel like it was God that said to tell her, I said, listen, go to the thrift store, pick up some things that he can break apart, mm -hmm. create an area in the, in the house mm -hmm. where that's just his stuff and see if he stops messing with yours. <laughs> and sure enough mm -hmm. she did that and she called me back and she was like oh my gosh you're not gonna believe this you know and I said you know I think you might have an engineer on your hands mm -hmm. he needs to see how things work and he needs to be able to so you know to kind of take things apart and look at all the pieces and maybe even re-engineer it and put it back together and do you know that young man is in college now he started college in 10th grade oh. and uh yes he is uh majoring to become an engineer <laughs> we saw that all the way back at like yeah. three or four years old now didn't you have a talky daughter who ended up in the diplomatic <laughs> corps yes i had a daughter who talked from the moment she woke up mm. to the moment she went to sleep and I would have to hide in the bathroom sometimes and say, listen, guys, as long as no one is bleeding or dying, do not knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> and just for like 10 minutes, I would like, okay, let me get myself together. And uh, yes. So when I, at first, you know, I kept shutting it down, mm -hmm. you know, oh, go, go read a book or, <laughs> or go play a game or go talk to your sister. Yeah. And then I began to realize, wait a minute there's something going on here. Yeah. This, this child talks all the time without any uh, impetus from anybody else. And so what I be, and then the other thing I realized is, and she wants to talk to me. Yeah. That's a blessing yeah. that I, I'm trying to shut down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so 
I began to put together things. We got her into drama. Uh, she did a plays at church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she did drama in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just began Toastmasters uh, mm-hmm. and, and opportunities to do presentations at home mm-hmm. for different things that she learned and would share with the family. And we actually began to create opportunities for that thing to grow and to yeah. blossom. Mm-hmm. And that daughter now in four weeks is on her way to Korea. Oh my goodness. Yes, she's on her way to Korea for her next tour. She is a diplomat oh. with the State Department. And guess what she does for a living? Does she talk? She talks. <laughs> <laughs> she talks and she gets paid well to talk. And she's actually uh, on uh, the ambassador track. I believe that probably in the next 10 years, uh, when she's probably about 40, 45. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be surprised if she says, I have an opportunity to be an ambassador. That is the coolest story. So if you if you hadn't caught that when she was young and say, wait a minute, this isn't an irritation. This is a gift. This is a yes. talent. And you then If I hadn't her. caught that, mm-hmm. if I hadn't caught that, I would have shut that down. And mm-hmm. so that gift might not have been it was, it had grown so large that when she started college, their first year, she was offered an opportunity to go to South Africa mm. with, uh, uh, to represent the college. Uh, and so if I had have been, you know, if I'd been shutting that down, the gift would not have been able to grow to the extent that it had. And when I look back on that, I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, for that. Did I dodge that bullet? That's it. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. My daughter, one of my daughter-in-laws is Korean. And uh, so I have a very warm place in my heart for Korea. I I went all the way to Seoul for the wedding and it was just a wonderful experience. Yeah. Oh, that is, we are so excited about that. And then the other thing um, that I was going to say, and and Lauren, uh, she speaks fluent Vietnamese Mm. and she, um, and she speaks fluent French. You know, that's, that's just not a, a thing that everybody does. That's a gift. Yeah. You know, that's a strength. That talking, God gave her words. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so spotting, looking for those things that may feel like irritations, but they are probably gifts that that God gave. Yes. Like that, you know, like your little boy or your little girl who's asked 20 million questions, Mm -hmm. you know, that kid, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and and sometimes even in the class, you have to say, you know, Johnny, put your hand down and give someone else a chance. Yeah. That's a, that's a gift. Everybody doesn't know the answer or want to answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that they, they're able to recall and that they want mm-hmm. to share and those kinds of things that it could be someone who is going to be a researcher or someone mm-hmm. who is going to be, uh, uh, say someone is very argumentative mm-hmm. and no matter if you say A, they always say B. Yeah. That's very irritating, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but perhaps they're going to be a lawyer and they need to be able to mm-hmm. see, you know, that other side of, of those arguments. That's yeah. what makes a good lawyer is that ability to argue A and B. Yep. Yeah. And so they might be our kid and that's no fun when they're coming up, when they're challenging everything you're saying. So you find places where it's okay to challenge, yeah. Yeah. you know, and you even create environments in the house that you know, that's how they are where, okay, this is mommy is saying this, this, and this. Okay. Let me hear what you have to say. Uh Yes. Yeah. Instead of it being a fight, how dare you challenge? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you're thinking about it. 
hmm, I never thought about that. Sometimes you might change your opinion or your decision <laughs> based yes. on what they're saying. And that's yeah. that, you know, that, that parent being able to remember we're all growing yeah. and we're all learning together. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. So how do you develop, how do you find resources? So I know one thing, you, you know, we mentioned just briefly is, yeah, you know, when, when teens are a certain age and we moms too, can take the strengths finder test. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is a marvelous test. You can yes. go to, oh gosh, I think it's Clifton Strength Finder. That's these right. Days. It yeah. is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think that's a self-awareness. When you read about you on paper, it's like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> so it's good for teens. It's good for us moms. That's but how true. about other, other resources that, that you have? Like, how do you help parents find or think of resources? So a lot of it is one of the things that, that I talk about in my book is we did lots of field trips mm -hmm. and we went to a lot of different places. Some of the mm -hmm. places the kids wanted to go to mm -hmm. and some they didn't. Yep. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of times as moms, we're like, oh, they, yeah, they said they didn't like that. And that wasn't the, that, has, that wasn't how it worked in our house. Yeah it was kind of like, we're going to explore all these different areas. Mm -hmm. And as we went to the different places, different disciplines, different kinds of things, mm -hmm. my children began to really find out, oh, I like this, or I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, but you can't say you don't like something if you've never experienced it before. Exactly. Yeah. So just being able to to visit lots of different places, my children, I know at least two of them, went from, I don't like that. to I really like that, Yeah, which they never would have done if we had not, if I had not given them those experiences, they can mm -hmm. even be, uh, virtual experiences, mm -hmm. you know, right now with the pandemic, sometimes mm -hmm. we can't, we can't go a lot of places. Uh, it was, I was a piano teacher. And so it was like, everybody in my house is going to know how to play the piano now mm -hmm. just one year. And if you don't want to do it anymore after that, you don't have to. And if you want to switch instruments, you can do that. Mm -hmm. And one of them, it plays piano to this day. Mm -hmm. You know, another one switched off to a couple of other instruments. And mm -hmm. one was like, piano is enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, you know, and so it's just that exposure. I didn't know yeah. what they were going to lean towards at first mm -hmm. when they're young, you know, you're not really clear, but it's mm -hmm. the more exposure that you give them the better opportunity you will begin to have to see uh, what some of their leanings might be. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that just the variety of experiences and there's never a wasted experience, whether it was interesting or not, or you exactly. don't stick with piano or you do. It's That's right. That's, yeah. There's no judgment there. It's just, mm -hmm. I want to expose you. And I will say this, uh, you know, I want to expose you to those experiences. Uh, my father was in the air force. And so I have traveled as a child, uh, many uh, in many parts of the world. So I've been, mm -hmm. I was born in Texas. We were in Philadelphia. I lived in Maine. I lived in Nebraska. I lived in Okinawa. I lived in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a value, especially in, uh, in those uh, outer reaches, you know, Okinawa mm -hmm. and the Philippines, there was value in connecting with other people's cultures. Yeah. Yeah. Because even that, you know, mm -hmm. our oldest daughter, uh, you know, being a foreign service officer, part of that uh, passion was we were, we loved other cultures. And so mm -hmm. that was a huge exposure in our mm -hmm. family. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I, uh, I, I honor, I can honor other people's cultures and their ideas uh, more because I actually have connected, yeah. you know, in a personal way with those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, for your, so you can, might not be able to travel to the Philippines, but you know what, you can take them to a Japanese restaurant. Yeah, um, you know, you can set up to to have them go to an Ethiopian restaurant and call in advance and say, you know, we're we're learning about Ethiopia. Would your one of your staff be interested in just talking to our kids a little bit about what it was like being a kid in Ethiopia? You know, and we would take other kids with us. So we would take our children, and then we would bring their friends. Oh, and yeah. so I remember being in Ethiopia in an Ethiopian restaurant, and uh, the the one of my kids' friends found out they were eating with their fingers, and they were just like, what? what we're gonna do what and then you know when the lamb came out because that's one of the traditional things that they eat they were like you mean this is like (laughs) again that's my point exposure you know Mm -hmm. that this is a this is probably a high schooler at this point Mm -hmm. who had never been exposed to other people's cultures yeah yeah good for all of us, but especially our teens in those formative years where they're getting ideas about themselves and where they fit in the world and what they're about. So beautiful ideas. All right. Well, Anita, tell everybody uh, the the name of the book and how to find it and and about your Facebook group, because that's really easy to get to. And it's a lovely group. Awesome. So the book, if you put in Anita Gibson into Amazon, uh, it, the book Starfinder, which is its name, mm-hmm. um, will pop up for you. And it's a yeah. book with um, specific strategies to help a parent uh, escape that uh, tendency to do school, bring mm-hmm. school home. It's, mm-hmm. It has strategies in there that will help you create your own you know, unique school or your, or your own unique uh, experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it helps you to delight in the uniqueness of your child um and our our my facebook uh, group is called simply homeschool and it's a place for moms to be able to come and rest yes to come and be encouraged mm-hmm. to laugh to be prayed for we answer questions about curriculum and and all of those kinds of homeschool questions but really it's just for moms to come and rest because we understand that if mom is good yeah then homeschool is going to work out a lot yeah yeah that's beautiful so i'll put links to those in the show notes anita thanks for being with us today you are more than welcome it's yeah. been my privilege yeah so, and, and we thanks to our editor. So my son, Seth, is, is our editor and he works really hard during the summer in his break from being a school teacher awesome. to get all these episodes all fixed up and take out all the, the places where I sneeze and cough and all of those things. So anyway, thanks. And, and thanks to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network because they've hosted us all these years and uh, it's their blessing. So, all right. And we will see everybody next week. Y'all have a lovely, lovely week.